Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Today, we are joined by Amber Hansel, who is going to be sharing a little bit about an engagement strategy and how we can sell in the DMs without the ick. I know as introverts, selling is not our favorite thing, especially sales conversations. So (laughs) welcome, Amber. I'm so excited you're here. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about you and your story. Yeah, thank you so much, Tara, for having me on. Yes, I am Amber Hansel. I am a lead generation strategist and mentor. So what that means is I help you build your audience and nurture them and manage them all while you get to do some selling and I get to do some selling and together we create a team to love on your audience. I have been doing lead generation for the last three years. So I've seen a lot of different things happen over the last couple of years in the industry. And it's so interesting how things shift and change. Yeah, I think that's the only constant is that things will always be changing. It's so true. It's every time we turn around, there's something new happening. Mm -hmm. I saw that you were in Canada, which I'm also in Canada. So yay for Canadians. So how did you get started in lead generation? Like how did you discover that, that this is what you love to do? Yeah. So before lead generation three years ago, I was actually just doing VA social media management and I was not liking it, but the only part that I did like was engagement and lead generation. And I really decided and my coach at that time was like you know you can just do that and I think that was a big aha moment when you get to decide that you can just do what you want to do in this online space and so I really got into that because at that time I have two boys at home they are currently seven and four and we homeschool them so there's a lot I really just wanted to be at home and discovering my passion as an adult and how I can have adult time and have my own thing, but still be with my kids. I love that. I know for me personally, I don't know if it's just me or the introvert thing, but I always felt like the engagement part of social media was the hardest. I sometimes find that it it can be the hardest as an introvert, but we're also the best at it because we listen and we really want that deeper connection. And so I always say the magic happens in the DMs. And I think as introverts, that's where you want to hang out because it's just a one-to-one conversation. And it's not like the overwhelming of all the posts and all the different comments. It's just like a conversation like you and I are having right now. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I always say like, I know a lot of the introverts I speak to are 
similar to me in that the sales is gross. And I'm like, but just lean into your strengths. Like you are an amazing listener. You are great one-on-one. Like you can easily connect to people. You you have that ability to connect so much easier than somebody who maybe doesn't have that skill of really listening and really understanding what somebody is saying or what they need or what they're not saying from a conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes when we're talking about sales in the DMs, it's kind of the in-between lines that need to get read. What is it that they're talking about that you can help them with? Or how can you get them to make an empowered decision? So how do they make decisions? What's their process around that? Do they need to go journal about it? Give them questions to help them with that decision. And I think sometimes reading in between the lines, we can then empower that person to really like make a decision about what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like sometimes when we talk about selling in the DMs, it's kind of like we immediately go to the cold pitching DMs. I don't use Instagram much anymore, but I I still get those DMs. (laughs) I'm like, does this really work? Why are you wasting time doing this? It's just, I can't see that being a good use of your time. But I think sometimes when we hear you know, selling in the DMs, it's really about having conversations and making connections. And then naturally selling will will come and follow. Absolutely. The people that still cold pitch, I, uh, they (laughs) need to find a new tactic. And it's, you know, we are so put off by all of that cold pitching. And the fact that people are still teaching (laughs) that method is beyond me. But we need to really like you said, when that connection is formed, then that selling just comes into conversation. You know, when we make that connection and we're talking, but I know sometimes people are like, well, how do I transition from talking about, you know, their dog or whatnot into their business? And I think that's where some people get stuck and they get hung up and they overthink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I know you talk about the four main buyer types. Can you share more about that? Yeah. So the four main buyer types are analytical, amiable, driver, and expressive. Now, an analytical is exactly that. They are very logical and they want all the data that's needed for them. And they're not really relationship orientated because they're not deep empathy people, but they're very introverted because they like the logic. So with the analytical for engagement, you really want to be straight to the point in the comments and give them all the facts when you're talking to them. And when you do follow up with them, no pressure. Whenever we do follow-ups, we don't want to put pressure on them like, oh, did you make a decision? No, just check in. I always call them check-in messages, which is just a, hey, how are you doing? Have you had time to think about this? What's going on today? So that was analytical. Amiable is more about just they love conversations. They love connecting with people. And so they want that small talk to create that personal relationship. 
Once again, you cannot rush a decision from them. They're going to focus on the how. How do I get there? So the transformation for an amiable is going to be really crucial in their decision making. The next is a driver. So a driver are motivated by power and respect. They kind of know what they want already. They know the transformation. They know how it's going to happen. So don't focus on those tiny details that you might focus on with an amiable person, but focus on the big picture details. How is this going to affect their business in a year from now? Because they already know all those little details. So definitely just straight to the point with drivers. And expressives are... You know, they like approvals and recognition, and they want an elevated image and relationships. So you need to be engaging and kind of funny with them and create that relationship. And do not, they don't like conflict. (laughs) Expressive people do not like conflict. And I think as introverts, we are definitely more expressive and amiable, some of us. We don't like conflict and we want deep connections. You know, we avoid the conflict. So when you're talking to someone that you believe could be expressive, don't entangle them into details that would lead to an interpersonal conflict. Leave that out for them. So how do we engage with these types? And I had kind of mentioned a little bit before So there's two types of engagement. There's the inbound engagement, which is people engaging with us on our content. And the outbound engagement is your people engaging, or sorry, you are engaging with others. So with outbound, which is most common in the DMs, you replying to comments, you commenting on others' posts. So I did give quite a bit for outbound engagement, kind of how to be, you know, expressive, be engaging and funny and drivers. We're really going to talk to them as if they know what they want. So with clear, concise facts when we're talking to them in the DMs. And as amiable ones, we really want to create that relationship and show them how this can affect them. And the last one is analytical, or the first one that I had talked about. So it's really straight to the point in the comments and putting all the facts out there for them. I think I'm definitely analytical. (laughs) I'm like, just just give me what I need to know. Give me the details. I don't need any fluffy extra stuff. Just tell me what it is, how much, where I could sign up, and then I'm going to go away and make my decision. (laughs) And I I love that you said not to pressure. It's more of a check-in because I find that too is sometimes we're like scared to follow up. And I think the follow-up is so important if you position it in a way that you're not like hounding somebody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're not going to send all the information to an analytical person and two hours later go like, so (laughs) give them a day or two to process that information. I am also an analytical. I am an information processor. I need to discover how, and that goes into the amiable. So a lot of times you will 
find that you and your audience are going to be more than one buyer type. And that's okay. So a lot of times they'll go together. And it's just really discovering how and where they are fitting into these buyer types. Because then, as I was talking, you can communicate and engage with exactly how they want to be, allowing you to convert that sale easier and better because they're going to feel understood. I think that's a really important note is that buyers can be multiple types. Cause I feel like for me, I'm definitely analytical, but if it comes to like a higher investment or something, that's going to be like more high level support. I want to have, like, I want to know that there's going to be a connection there before I mean, like, that's one of the analytical pieces that I need. Like I, I need that connection too. So yeah, that makes sense depending on, on the offer or even the season uh, or the mood of the person, like we can shift Oh, absolutely. You know, we can shift. And obviously, like you said, it really depends on that offer. If you're offering a really high touch one-to-one container, those people are going to need to know all the facts and have that relationship with you. But if you're just selling like a $20 masterclass, they probably don't need to be fully connected to you. They just might want to know a few facts and send it away. How would somebody best figure out whether it's just one person they're speaking to in the DMs or whether it's trying to figure out as a whole, like what the majority of their audience tends to fall into? Is there any things to look out for to kind of figure that out? Yes. So the best way to figure out your audience is your content, your own content. Look at the type of content that you're putting out. And then who is engaging in that content? So if you put out a very, like a testimonial, a case study with statistics and all the facts, and you see quite a few people are engaging with that, you have analytical buyers. And if you put out an emotional pose, those are probably more amiable to expressive buyers. So we all have, we all like to put out a variety of posts, but it's also to see who's in our audience and what they like the most, because you will see a dip and dive in engagement in your content that you put out. Even in like email marketing, you can see your open rates, click rates, and how your audience is responding to those emails. That makes total sense. I always think about it like in terms of just using those numbers as like what to create more content for, but I've never thought about it in terms of, okay, so that means that the majority of my audience is this type of buyer. That's that's brilliant. So what are your thoughts around, I know as introverts, sometimes we struggle with, like I mentioned follow-up, but maybe kind of nurturing and keeping a relationship, especially if, you know, somebody is really engaged, but maybe they're not, maybe it's not the right time for whatever you were selling or what the offer was right then and there. I'm curious what your thoughts are around like nurturing that relationship, keeping it. Like I know people use lead trackers and all this stuff. Do you recommend doing something like that? Yes, I am a big promoter of lead shockers because our brain is full enough without trying to remember all the people that we have talked to or kept track of. This also, when you create a lead tracker, you can then go, 
put in your own comments of they're an analytical buyer. When I go to talk to them, they want the facts. Because two, it's hard to remember conversations. You can scroll back, of course, but you know, having those conversations and just that allows you to nurture them and to give them space. Because if someone has said no to you after a follow-up, it just means they weren't ready at that time, most likely because you've warmed them up and that's okay. Give it space for a little bit and then re-engage that conversation. If you're on Instagram, stories are the best icebreaker to start a new conversation. Or once again, just use check-in messages. Hey, how's your week going? Or if you saw one of their content pieces, be like, oh, hey, I saw this. That's really cool that you're doing that. Just kind of restart that conversation again and keep nurturing your audience because you don't know who they know. And I think it's growing our network of not just like buyers, but of community. I love that. Yeah, I think that's really the the key for authentic engagement is not just, yeah, you're selling in the DMs, but it's not just all about the sale or selling because that's when it gets into like cold pitching territory. And I love about lead trackers. I really need to do that because... I don't have the best memory. And I know I've had experiences where, you know, for example, I shared on a story, I think it was about a month ago about my dog getting a wheelchair. And so the story was gone within 24 hours, but then I had somebody reach out like last week, just send me a message, like, how is Ellie doing? And with her wheelchair, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you remembered that. Like, <laughs> there's no way I would have remembered that, like those details. So they must have a lead tracker and put a note in there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's those little moments and little things that you can keep track of just to grow that relationship. And especially if you have someone else in your DMs or in your account as a social media manager, a lead gen specialist, a lead tracker is a must. It's a transparency and allows like that communication between the people. I think this would lead, I can hear people thinking this right now. So if somebody really struggles with either just keeping up with engagement and DMs or wants to hire somebody to do it for them, is that something that you do for clients as like a done for you service? Yes. So I currently do a done for you lead generation engagement service. So I am on your account. I am acting as you. I am in your DMs. I am engaging with people and I'm finding people to bring into your account to nurture. And I do sales in the DMs as well, really bringing in a full whole lead gen service. That's my main service. I did just launch actually today a done for you VIP experience where it's just a hot lead generator. So I'm not actually implementing any strategies. I am creating a list of warm leads from your audience and then coaching you on strategies to convert them. I love that. That is so exciting. And I that, that was launched today because I, I think a lot of people maybe at first are hesitant to, to give up control and, and have somebody pretend to be them. So I love that you offer this as a VIP day service now too. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it is scary. And it's a trust factor. And that's where when I, you know, with my clients, I work very closely, I know their kids names, I know their dogs names, I get to know my clients on a very personal level, because I, as I say, I'm like, I am going into a persona of someone else. And so it's really important for me to get your brand voice down to a T. I love that. Yeah. Cause I outsourced engagement, I think probably six years ago now, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was a disaster. I tried to like provide a brand voice document and like do's and don'ts and little things like mm-hmm. sayings that I'm, or my value is just yeah. making everything clear. And yeah, there, there wasn't that strategy behind it or that intentional actually learning who I was. It was more just, they were going for volume versus quality. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I think that's where sometimes there is that difference. Like I bring a lot of back strategy into what I'm doing and who we're talking to. And for, you know, if you have a new offer coming up, we really strategize on who is the ideal client for that offer and how can we get them to notice you and to talk to you and have those conversations. I love that. And and do you typically work with coaches or service providers? I typically work with coaches, but I have worked with service providers previously. With service providers, it can be tricky because we need, it's better to have a large group of people that you need in. And as service providers, sometimes it's a one-to-one situation unless you have a group program. So group programs work best for lead generation engagement services, just because then I can consistently nurture leads for you to put into your programs. And you do have a free offer for social media managers and VAs about growing your profitable lead generation business, which I think is so incredible. We, we always need more leads. And I think I love how you focus on the engagement and the strategy behind that, because when people think about social media, it's just the content and then just showing up as, as you want without any kind of strategy behind it, which really isn't going to get drive results. (laughs) No, it's going to take a lot longer. Like attraction marketing works. However, when you put in lead gen with it, you have a killer combination that is going to grow your account faster. And with the correct engagement, there's going to be that deeper connection. So when you launch an offer, your people are going to be like, I need it because I love her. That's exciting. Yeah, I I love this. I I love everything you've shared and talked about. And we're going to have your your links in the show notes. So everyone go check that out. Make sure to follow her on Instagram and connect with her if you want help with engagement, because I know so many people in my audience struggle with engagement and I totally get it because I've been there. I think that was the driving force for me actually leaving Instagram is like, I, I love the content side of it, but the engagement and keeping up with it and feeling like I had to leave X number of comments without having any strategy behind it was just energy draining. Exactly. It can be really energy draining if there's no intention or strategy behind it. And I think that's where we really need to step in as, you know, engagement specialists to put in that strategy that it's not just, you know, love this comments. There is meaning behind it. 
Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share or anything else you feel like final thoughts or any other things that maybe we haven't chatted about that you wanted to share? I don't think so. This was super great. Thank you for letting me share all my, most of my knowledge, it feels like. So (laughs) thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. I know this, this episode is going to be so helpful to so many people in my audience, and I know they're going to love it. So thank you so much. And everyone listening, make sure you go connect with Amber and thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.